Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. And we're also located in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, right across the street from my favorite store, Winkies. We're now available to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Please visit our website at ellenbecker.com for more details. Um, And I say details, that's about the firm, um, some news in regard to the market, as well as some upcoming events that we're going to have. So I want to thank you for listening to the show today. We are excited to have Tom Shanley with us. He's with Senior Med Benefits. And today we're going to learn a ton about Medicare. And you're probably sitting there going, huh, we are in the heart of warm weather. Uh, Medicare is something that's usually talked about uh, come fall. But today we're going to stir some thoughts and have you start thinking about it today. And um, hopefully we can uh, answer any questions that you might have in your mind, as well as clear up some myths um, on Medicare. So with that, I'm going to take an opportunity and welcome Tom. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And before we get into our content, why don't you share a little bit about you and who Senior Med Benefits is and how you work with individuals and families? Sure. Um, Senior Med Benefits is a a company. We're based out of Salt Lake City, and uh, we are actually in 10 different states now. And what I am is a what's called a broker. And a broker is a little different than something that's called a captive agent, where a broker, I am licensed with several different companies. So I always kind of tell my clients I work backwards from their needs. So as opposed to just an individual uh, company that can only sell one product, I sell products across you know, seven, eight, nine different companies, and I just kind of find what's best for the client. And, and I work with everything from individual uh, health insurance to Medicare, to Medicare Advantage plans, Medicare supplement plans. So it's kind of a variety of products. Before we go on, when you say um, selling, you're an independent agent, you know, there's some benefits to that because now um, you're really selling solutions to these individuals and clients and you have the ability to look at all the different firms that are offering this to see what's best for that family or that individual. Exactly. So what I actually do, I have a, a software program that I can I can find people's everything from their prescriptions to what doctors they go to to um, you know past well the, the the history of their health is is unimportant at that point. But the um, the most important thing and the thing that is varies from company to company is the the drug coverage. And so what's nice is that I have the ability to look across the the spectrum of all the different companies and find what's best for that particular person as opposed to just finding one plan for one from one company. So two thoughts come to mind. So when you look at these different companies, um, 
and the, we're talking about Medicare supplement plans. Right. So, and we're going to get into um, the meat of why you might want a supplement program. Mm-hmm. But so there's a, a couple different companies that offer this supplement program. So what you're sharing with our listeners today is every provider might cover a p- specific drug at a different um, copay or a right. different rate. Right. So, yeah, what happens is that these drugs, and we can get into this in a little more detail later, but the, the drugs come in different tiers. So there's, you know, tiers one through five. And the tier one and two are kind of generic. Those Those are commodity drugs, you know, blood pressure drugs, things along those lines. But when you start getting into the name brand drugs or the specialty drugs, that's where even from company to company, something that might be a, say, a tier three drug for one company might be a tier four drug on another company. So that's a difference of anywhere from 50 to $60 a month of, of costs. Um, so those are the things that, that I really look at because, you know, there, there might be some that are, say, a generic on one and a tier three on another. And then there's also the deductibles, you know, what's covered under one plan versus another as far as the drug coverage. So it really does make a significant difference. So you must sit down with these individuals um, for a period of time to kind of dig into their um, health history and their prescriptions and all. Well, the health history, um, that's something I, I don't get into um, only because with, um, with people that are just coming into Medicare, the, the benefit of just coming into Medicare is that there are no medical uh, prerequisites. So that's the, I guess, the joy of, of turning 65 is that uh, as you move into Medicare, you have the right to get these plans, whether it's a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare Supplement plan, without any medical questions. Um, but the big difference, like I said, is the prescription. So to answer your question, yes, I get into, I'll spend uh, quite a bit of time with them just to kind of go through and say, okay, tell me what, you know, what prescriptions you're taking. And depending on the time frame, I can either get that information there and then set up another appointment uh, or if it's a you know a small amount of drugs, we can do it right there at the at the meeting. But but yeah, it's a it's a process. So share with me too. You play a critical role when somebody is turning age sixty five and they have to determine what is going to be their health insurance um, uh, coverage company. Um, when you go and let's just say for the state of Wisconsin, there's some big players. There's United Healthcare. There's ARP. There's um, help me out with this. Who are some of the other big players in Wisconsin? There's uh, Aetna. There's um, uh, Humana. Um, you know some of the the, the local carriers. Um, so and and so what I do is I have the rights to you know I have the rights to look at all of those and licensed with all of those. So when people work with you mm-hmm. um, for your knowledge, because you have so much knowledge about all these different plans, and as I work with clients on a regular basis, um, when they get to that critical age of age sixty five, there's a fork in the road, and they have to decide. All right, I'm going to sign up for Medicare, and I know I need that supplement program, and how to complete that coverage. Um, whether they work with somebody like you providing all this knowledge and information to them or going directly to, I'm going to say, United Healthcare, right. Humana, ARP, whatever, is there a cost difference? No, that's a really good question because that's I've had a couple of people where, I, I hate to use the analogy of a, of a car 
dealership, but they're like, all right, what kind of deal can you give me? I'm like, I can't, you know, it's kind of set in stone. So um, what they're buying with me is my expertise. And I always tell my clients, I said, you can, you can do this on your own. Um, but what's going to happen is that every year the plans change, your health changes, your prescriptions change, and you're going to need somebody. And you can you can try and do this all by yourself, but it's it's difficult, and it's and, and quite frankly, it can be overwhelming. And my job is to make sure that they have the best coverage that's out there that particular year, because every year they have the right to change that plan. So come open enroll. You mentioned open enrollment in the fall. Uh, every year in the fall, they have the right to change that plan to a different, you know, to different options. So they're not stuck with whatever they're they're in. And that's good to know. So you mm-hmm. really help people navigate. And do you, when you work with individuals, do you meet with them on an annual basis if they want um, yep. to see what's changed and whether it be their physicians or their prescriptions. Um, to again assess which plan is best for me. Right. And I usually, I have a a system that I work with where uh, I usually call them around their birthday just to say hello. And then also I get in touch with them, you know, as we, as we're coming up into open enrollment and, um, you know, I'll get with them and just kind of say, you know, has anything changed? Do you want to get together? It's important that they, that they know that I'm out there so they can uh, you know, have that expertise every single year as things change. Well, and when we talk about changes, we talk about the individual changes with their health and um, all. But there's also changes going on in the whole insurance industry. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And what, yeah, so what happens a lot of times is that, um, you know, different players may come into the marketplace, offer a kind of a, a nice deal with their, you know, say a Medicare Advantage plan, and then all of a sudden that deal isn't so good the, the following year. So, uh, so what happens sometimes is that if there's, if there's companies that they may have signed up with where all of a sudden now, you know, they're changing the, the drug coverage, they're changing some of the um, amenities that are on there as far as, you know, the dental and vision and things along those lines, all of a sudden they're like, this isn't as good as I thought it was. And then again, my job is to, to search the, the marketplace and see what's out there. And, and find the best best opportunity for them. And even changes with uh, the government rules and regulations yes. as well. And yep. um, who's required and what are some of the penalties and are the penalties right. going away? Mm-hmm. And is, you know, we're going to talk about the donut hole. Right. And that may go away over a period of time. And we're going to dig into that in a greater detail a little later in the show. Um, but you are really here to help people navigate on a regular basis, or I should say have communication on a regular basis as their world changes and as our world changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a very important, I mean, this is, this is something that, uh, is, is very important to me. I always tell people that in a previous life, I, I was actually in medical sales and I was shoulder to shoulder with surgeons and I saw exactly, you know, people at their most vulnerable point. And so selling the, you know, making sure that they have the proper insurance is very important to me. Well, this is good uh, to know. I can tell our conversation is going to be quite uh, informative for all. Again, if you want to reach out to Tom, he can be reached at 262-357-4998. We're going to take a little break here. When we get back, I want to broach the subject on who's eligible for Medicare Uh, what are my coverage options and when can I enroll? And then we're going to get into some details in the third and the fourth segment here. But with that, let's take a break. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today we're having a good conversation around Medicare with Tom Shanley at Senior Med Benefits. And um, we chose to have this conversation now. Um, Tom does not only work in October, November, December. He's working 12 months out of the year, and that's because he's working with individuals just like you. Um, with questions throughout the year as well as uh, retirement happens at different phases. And um, Medicare can be very confusing and it's very difficult to navigate this. And I always say the more you think about it, the more you process the information. So then come open enrollment time, you are very prepared to make this decision and feel confident about your decision. Um, And that's from either working with a broker like Tom or um, researching this and trying to navigate on your own. And as we mentioned in segment one, whether you work with Tom or an individual like him, you don't pay any extra uh, fees or expenses for this service. Um, So whether you buy the insurance through him or go directly through a different avenue, everybody who buys a specific plan from a specific provider, such as ARP United Healthcare Humana, they are all paying the same price. So it's not like um, your neighbor is paying a different price than you because he or she went through a different avenue. And I wanted to make that very clear because um, if you've worked with Ellen Becker Investment Group, you know we are all about education and helping people provide, uh, helping them uh, determine solutions and education throughout various phases of life. So um, we thought it was pretty important that we get this topic out there. Um, one of the questions I'm going to ask Tom, and this is for 2019, when is open enrollment? When should we mark that down on our calendar? So open enrollment is, uh, it's, it's always in the fall. It's October 15th through December 7th. And um, that is when you have the right to change your existing policy. So if you have, if you're already on Medicare, and whether you have a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare Supplement plan, you have the ability to, to change that plan. Now, there's a couple of caveats with that, is that Medicare Supplement plans, and we'll get into that detail in a little bit later, but Medicare Supplement plans, once you are past that 65 age, um, the, the three months prior, the three months, and the three, and, and I'm sorry, the three months prior, the month of, and the three months past your 65th birthday, after that, you actually do have to prove insurability with a Medicare supplement policy. So if you are, let's say you're 67 years old and you have XYZ Medicare supplement and you want to switch to another one, in almost every case in the state of Wisconsin, you will have to prove insurability at that point. You will be able to get it, but you will have to prove insurability and the, and the premium will be according to how you answer those medical questions. Conversely, if you are in a Medicare Advantage plan, those you can switch during open enrollment without any medical questions at all. All right. Now, we've started to use a term that people might not be familiar with, and that's the term Advantage plan. Right. And we're right. going to uh, dig into this a little deeper, but um, let's take a moment before we move on and talk about what is an yeah, Advantage plan. what is the plan. difference? Yep. yep. Yeah. So, so a supplement plan, the easiest way to explain this is that when you go on Medicare, you get parts A and part B. 
and and part A is kind of what I like to call just your your hospital. So that's just to walk through the front door of a hospital. And part B is the part that that pays for you know your doctor's visits, everything that happens to you while you're in the hospital. Um, but the part B only covers eighty percent. So the other twenty percent you're responsible for. And there's no what's called maximum out of pocket. That's the big caveat with original Medicare. That's why everybody has to get some type of secondary plan, because that twenty percent is what kind of can you know financially wipe people out. And when you think about that, years ago, your employer would help you with that supplement program, oh, yeah. meaning you paid for it, but it was through the group program, right. and there was some continuation of the health insurance from an employee to a retiree, yep. and that has completely it's, changed yeah. just due to changes in the and, insurance markets. Right, and the financials of it. Yeah, there are still some companies that do that, but it is few and far between. I mean, 99.9% of them, you have to do this on your own. And so the, so the options are you either, to fill that void, you either have to get a Medicare supplement policy or a Medicare Advantage policy. And the difference between them is that a Medicare supplement policy, the easiest way to explain a supplement policy is that it covers all the gaps. If you get a correct plan, there's all, you know, there's plan G, there's plan D, there's plan F. The one that's easiest is to, to explain is a plan F. And the reason is it just kind of covers everything. So all the holes that Medicare doesn't cover, a plan F Medicare supplement policy will cover that. So the benefit of that is that you essentially don't get a bill uh, from the hospital. So if you go into the hospital for a week, they, they cover those gaps. That's the easiest way to explain it. The um, the other advantage is that there's no network. You can use it anywhere in the country. So if you decide you want to go to uh, Arizona for six months and um, you want to get an elective surgery down there, you can do that. Um, the The other thing is a Medicare supplement policy does not come with a prescription drug plan, so you would have to get that separately. So the advantage of a, of a supplement plan is that you – the, the coverage is 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 very very good. There's very few copays, very few deductibles, if any. The disadvantage is that it's a very high premium up front. You're you know ballpark between a Medicare supplement policy and a uh, prescription drug plan. You're looking at coming in at age 65 at around $200 a month. And I always tell people is that if you if you are coming either from you know very good insurance or you have chronic illnesses, uh, then probably the Medicare supplement policy is going to be your best bet. Now, the other question you asked was about Medicare Advantage plans. That's the other option. So once you go through your Part A and your Part B, what the, the other option you can do is go with what's called a Medicare Advantage plan. And so a Medicare Advantage plan actually takes over your Medicare. So the federal government is actually transferring responsibility from themselves onto an insurance company, United Healthcare, Aetna, Humana, whomever. And so what's happening is that they and that this is very similar to traditional health insurance. So there's small copays, small deductibles. So for example, you go to the doctor, it might be ten dollars. If you go to a specialist, it might be forty five. If you're in the hospital, you would have to pay you know, say $350 for days one through four, and then they pick up 100%. So the benefit of these is that there's there's very little, um, 
you know, there, there's small co-pays and deductibles. And then the, the, um, the advantage is that the premium is very, very low on these. They can be from zero to, you know, $70 a month. And people are always asking, well, how can there be a zero premium? And the way that that happens is that every month the federal government, because they have taken that responsibility and transferred it to the insurance company, they are now paying the insurance company to handle that responsibility. So they've absorbed that that you know that that liability, and now they're paying the insurance company. So that's how the insurance companies can offer this at a lower premium. So that's the but the 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 disadvantage of a Medicare Advantage plan is that it has networks. The benefit of using some of the, the local carriers that we've got now, you know, we mentioned United Healthcare, very nice network where it covers essentially every single healthcare system in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, but let's say you wanted to go to, I'll use an example of a client of mine where he wanted to go to Mayo to do a screening for, say, cancer. That's not allowed. But if you're in Rochester, Minnesota, and all of a sudden, you fall down and break your leg and you go into Mayo Clinic, you are covered under a Medicare Advantage plan as though you are in network because that's an emergency. So that's the thing that most people don't know about Medicare Advantage plans. They think, oh, I have to stay in network. But they they do have the ability to say if you are out of network and it's an emergency or even if you think it's an emergency. So if you go into the, the OR and you are having indigestion, and you think it's a heart attack, that's still covered as an emergency. And, you know, because we've talked a little bit about the Advantage plans, Mm -hmm. those are priced based on your zip code of residence. exactly. So that's where you might pay a different price if I lived in zip code 123 versus zip code 89, you know. Right, and it's different, yeah, from county to county. So I've got a, a, a client who, she lives up in Cedarburg, and she's got a sister who lives in Wausau. And she goes, well, I want the plan that my sister's on in Wausau. I said, that's not even available down here because it's all based on the network of hospitals. So that's kind of how that works. The other thing um, about Medicare Advantage plans that, that is nice is that they they have the ability to travel with you. So let's say, and you probably have a number of clients like this where they may winter in, say, Arizona or Florida. So they're going to be down there for three or four months out of the year. Most of the plans, if not all of them, have the ability to transfer with you. So you can say, I'm going to be in this zip code for the next three months. And then you can you can just call an 800 number and they will say, okay, you're in this zip code. These are our doctors that are within network down there. Now you can you can essentially transfer your your quote-unquote HMO down there, and you can now use it down there. So that's the advantage of it, too. And you slipped in HMO because an Advantage plan really works like the old HMOs that we knew. uh, um, Yeah, it does, but um, it's not like the old ones where you have to get a doctor referral for everything. So people that kind of, you know, were in the 80s and when HMOs first came out, they're like, ooh, no, I don't want that. But it's not, it's, it's completely different now. But it is still a network that you you know, are you, you are in, but again, it gives you that flexibility with the emergency and the ability to travel. Perfect. Well, I think we're going to take a little break. Again, if you want to reach out to Tom, uh, part of Senior Med Benefits, he can be reached at 262-357-4998. With that, let's take a brief break. (music) 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. And we are having a great conversation about Medicare. And we've got Tom here, who's part of Senior Med Benefits. And um, in our last segment, we really wanted to identify this open enrollment period or when you should be enrolling. And I thought before we dig into the, uh, the weeds here on Medicare itself, let's revisit that. And um, Tom, you were pretty clear the three months prior to turning 65, the month you turn 65, and the three months after you turn 65, that is considered your open enrollment period. Right. Where um, you Your can, initial enrollment. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. you don't have to go through underwriting no, for that. Correct. Yep. All right. There's also life events that um, cause this enrollment period to open for you. And so let's assume that I retire at age 66 mm-hmm. and I've been on my employer uh, health insurance till that point. What's my enrollment? So let's assume I'm age 66, retiring on August 1st. Yep. Yeah. So so that's, um, that is probably the biggest question and the biggest misnomer that I get from a lot of my clients is that they'll call me and they're like, I heard I have to enroll at 65. I'm getting all this stuff in the mail. And I said, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> so if they're and, – and a lot of people are working past 65 now. And um, so what happens – what the federal government calls your group coverage is what's called credible coverage. So as long as you have credible coverage through either your employer or through your spouse's employer, then you do not have to sign up for Part A or Part B. Um, There is a form that you would need to have filled out prior to going to sign up for Part A and Part B once you decide you do want to do that. So let's say you're 66 or 67 and you're like, okay, I'm going to retire now. If you just walked into the Social Security office and you said, I want to retire, and and they would look at that and they would say, well, you, you don't have any proof of credible coverage for the past year or two. So now you're going to get a 10% penalty on your your Part B premium, which we'll get into that in a second. Um, But there's, like I said, there's a form that your employer has to fill out. And then you just bring that in with you as you go into the Social Security office, or uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it. And then once you have that, then you can sign up for Medicare and without, without fear of penalty. So that form that the employer pro- uh, fills out or mm-hmm. completes proving that you had credible coverage, is that something they know about or do you have to get uh, this form from uh, Social Security? You can get it through Social Security. Okay. You can get it online. Usually what I do is as I work with my clients, I'll, you know, I can send it to them. Um, just so they have it, either I'll mail it to them or email it to them, whatever is easiest for them. And then just so you have to get this and don't bring it in not filled out. You know, have it done before you walk into Social Security. Otherwise, you're going to make two trips to the Social right. Security office, which is never fun. No, and that's uh, good to know. I know, yeah. So, that is good to um, know. But, but to, to go back to, um, the, you know, as far as when people are signing up. So there's a couple of different things that, that happen. If you are – a couple of different scenarios. Let's say you're um, you're 65, and and you're going to retire on your 65th birthday, um, or you, you know. So at that point, there's nothing nothing really urgent that needs to be done. So um, you can you can even do it online if you if you're just signing up for Social Security and you're not signing up for me, for I'm sorry. Let me do that backwards. If you're just signing up for Medicare and you're not signing up for Social Security, 
I've assisted my clients online a number of times where they can, you know, we can just do it together online and they can just, you know, instead of going down to the Social Security office. If they are going to be doing both Social Security and Medicare, I usually recommend that they go down to the Social Security office and just get it all done there. Um, the other option is that you are uh, you are already on Social Security prior to 65. So let's say at 62, you took your early your early Social Security. What happens is Medicare will automatically enroll you at 65. So three months prior to your 65th birthday, you will be getting your, your red, white, and blue Part A and Part B card. Now, that doesn't mean you have to take it. Um, let's say you're still on your spouse's insurance um, and it's a great insurance plan, then you can just sign the back of the card, send it back, and you can defer it. And then once you um, once your spouse retires, then again, you'd fill that form out that you would need to show that you have had credible coverage. And then the other option, the one that we talked about, is that you're post-65 and you want to retire, um, you know, 66, 67, same thing. You would fill that form out and then you can you can uh, sign up at that point. And how long is that open enrollment? So if I retire on August 1st, do I have to decide what my coverage is going to be prior to August 1st? No, I mean, it's good to, I I always tell my clients, it's, you know, kind of get your ducks in a row, but but you have, it's the same thing. You have three months. Yeah. So so. three months after August 1st. Right. So if my employer's coverage ends on uh, July 31st. If your, yeah, if your employer's coverage ends on July 31st, your start date your uh, should be August first. All right. Yeah. So and there's so no I gap in coverage. So I should have signed up maybe three months prior. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that's and and I've had a couple of clients that have done that where they've kind of you know all of a sudden they're like well I'm going to retire and I'm giving my two weeks notice and then what happens is they're like okay your insurance is done at the end of this month well now they're scrambling right yeah because they have to get their you know, their Medicare, they have to get their insurance, you know, their secondary insurance. So it's always good to kind of have a little bit of a game plan prior to that. Um, you know, in, I, in worst case scenarios, would COBRA be an option? Oh, yeah. Gap? Yep. I mean, that's a worst case. Right. Um, so, all right. So if you're listening and you're thinking, all right, that may be me, definitely reach out to your financial advisor if they are one of the Ellen Becker uh, advisors um, we can get you connected with somebody like Tom or reach out to Tom directly and uh, talk about this before you actually submit your retirement and get, uh, again, that, that phrase, get your ducks in a row. There's a, another uh, phase of life where there is some enrollment. We talked about uh, disability. Right. And share with us, if you're on disability, what's the period? It's, so it's, if you are on disability for two years consecutively, you automatically will be enrolled in Medicare. And um, at that point, they, you, you would go on a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, once you turn 65, you have the right to get into a Medicare supplement policy as opposed to just staying with a Medicare Advantage plan. But it's so if you are on um, if you are on disability, you will for two years you will automatically be enrolled into Medicare. All right, we've got a, a couple minutes before we're going to take a break, and before we take a break, you know, we've talked about Part A being the hospital coverage. And Part B being um, coverage for doctors and other items. And we talked about, um, 
you know, you can't be turned down and right. it's an automatic enroll. But there are some costs to this. So we're just yes. talking about basic Medicare. Share with us, if I go into the hospital, what is my deductible um, that I need to pay, even if I have Part A coverage, which, again, we know we all will, right? and that covers hospital stays, but it doesn't cover everything. There's a copay to that. There is. And when I, always, when I tell people about these copays, I always tell them, don't be, don't be fearful of them because that's what your secondary insurance will pick up, whether it's in the form of a supplement plan or an Advantage plan. So, the, for, for example, a Part A, which, as I mentioned, that covers hospital, uh, skilled nursing, hospice, home health, that has a $1,364 annual, I'm, I'm sorry, um, uh, deductible, and it's not annual. It actually, it, it will re-up every 60 days. So what happens is that if you go into the hospital and then 61 days later, you go in again, it's another $1,364. But this is where your supplement plan exactly. would cover that. Yep. So right. if you, whether it's a, so if it's a Medicare, like for example, if you have a Medicare supplement policy, and as I mentioned before, say a plan F, which is one that pretty much covers everything, you will not see that. That's one of the gaps that a Medicare supplement policy will cover. If you have a Medicare Advantage plan, let's say you're in the hospital for a day, um, in most cases, a hospital like a, a Medicare Advantage plan might have a copay that you're responsible for of about anywhere from three hundred to four hundred dollars, depending on the plan. And as I mentioned, that will let's say you're in the hospital for a week. That three to four hundred dollars is only for a certain number of days. So after say four days, it then picks up a hundred percent. So the most you would pay is for the year would be sixteen hundred dollars. All right, let's talk about Part B, which okay. covers, um, you know, the doctors. Uh, what else would car- Part B cover? So Part B really is is the stuff that we're using on an everyday basis. It's X-rays, it's it's MRIs, it's um, you know, it's it's um, when you're in for outpatient surgery. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of everything. Like I said, the the part A is just to kind of get—I hate to say it—but just to kind of get through the front door of the hospital, right. and then the hospice, and um, it also part B covers home health. Um, so it really it kind of covers you know everything else in healthcare that that we use on an on an everyday basis. And that's that eighty twenty plan. Right, so Medicare covers eighty percent. And your supplement or the Advantage plan would cover the other 20. 20%, right. And so if you don't have that supplement or the Advantage plan, your out-of-pocket is limitless. Limitless, right, because there's no what's called maximum out-of-pocket with original Medicare. With a supplement plan, like I said, in most cases it covers a majority, if not all, of the co-pays. With a Medicare Advantage plan, they all have what are called maximum out-of-pockets. So I always explain this to my clients. That's not a deductible. That's just a maximum. That's a maximum out-of-pocket. So throughout the year, once you reach, let's say, four thousand dollars or forty-five hundred dollars, that's it. They pick up a hundred percent after that. And I always and I think less than two percent of the population that is on a Medicare Advantage plan ever gets to their maximum yeah. out of pocket because the copays are so small right. that it's it's you got to have a really bad year to right. to reach that maximum right. out of pocket. All right, uh, let's take a little break. We have one uh, segment left, and we will continue this conversation around Medicare and the supplement programs. With that, we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, Whitefish Bay, and we now have a location in Benita Springs. Visit our website at www.ellenbecker.com for details on our services as well as upcoming events. We are uh, excited to have Tom Shanley here with Senior Med Benefits. And um, I know we have one segment, and I'm going to um, ask him to talk about something called the donut hole. This is a question we hear often from individuals that are on Medicare and Medicare supplement programs um, to try and explain what is this thing, the donut hole. And... Um, Tom, you must get that a ton from I the do. individuals that you work with. And um, it's crazy how this was even thought I of. I know. I don't know how this came to fruition, but it did. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we got to live with at least till the end of this year. And then they're changing it again, All which right. is, again, another reason why having a, an advisor in this capacity is nice. It's huge. Talk to us about the donut hole. What do we mean by that? Yeah, so... First, let's kind of go through, because um, earlier we were talking about the tiers of drugs, and I just want to kind of go through that just so everyone understands what those are. So the drug companies, and this is, um, actually, I shouldn't say the drug companies. It's actually the the um, uh, the government has kind of mandated and put together this this structure where there's different tiers of drugs. So there's, there's five different tiers of drugs, and um, there's uh, tier one, which is the which it's called a preferred generic. And then tier two is generic. Those usually, you can get a tier one or a tier two drug, um, you know, for minimal, I mean, single, single dollars. And then in many cases, you can do like a 90-day uh, mail order, and it doesn't cost you anything. And that's one of the nice things. And that's whether you're on a, a separate Medicare um, prescription drug plan, if you have a Medicare supplement, or on a Medicare Advantage plan, and this is something I didn't mention earlier, all the Medicare Advantage plans come with a prescription drug plan included in them. So they're, they're part of it, so you don't need a separate plan for that. Um, and then, so you've got your Tier 1 and your Tier 2. Those are generics. And then your Tier 3 is the preferred brand. Those are, you know, the ones you see on TV. Um, in most cases, those have about a $47 a month copay for most of the insurance companies. And then the the Tier 4 are non-preferred drugs. Those can be a, either a percentage or about $100 per refill. And then the Tier 5 are the specialty tiers, and those are like chemo drugs, things along those lines, and those are a percentage that you pay. So now as far as how the, the donut hole works, there's actually four different stages of how the, 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 the cost sharing works. So you've got your, your annual deductible. So most of these plans do have some type of annual deductible. They've got, you know, it might be $200, $300. And, it, and again, this is where there's little caveats from company to company where, say, tiers one and two might be without the deductible, but tier three, you've got to pay the deductible. Um, and, you know, other companies, so if you can avoid a $300 annual deductible by going from one insurance company to another. That's kind of a nice little little deal. Um, but anyway, so you've got your annual deductible that you have to pay up front. And then once that's met, then you pay those copays that I was referring to, the you know $47, $100, et cetera. And then you pay those copays, and then the insurance company pays the rest until you get to a combined amount of $3,820. 
And then once you go past that $3,820, then you go into the donut hole. And I, I don't know where they, like you said, where they created this, but, but they did. I think it's just, you know, cost-sharing responsibilities. And then once you move into that donut hole, then you're paying 25% of the cost of the name brand drugs, so like a Tier 3 drug, and then you're paying 37% of the cost of the generic drugs. Uh, and then you stay in this until you're out of pocket, and this is where there's a big misnomer, where your out-of-pocket cost reaches $5,100. Because when people first look at this, they're like, okay, I already paid, you know, we've already paid $3,820, but that was you and the insurance company that paid the $3,820. Of that, you may have only paid, let's say, you know, $1,200 or something. So you still have another $3,900 to go before you get out of the donut hole. Wow. I yeah. Really, yeah. Did not realize that because right. you're right. When you look at things and it shows the 3820. Right. So you're right. That's me and the drug company. Right. And My people always. My pocket might have been $300. Right. And people always think, oh, I've only got, you know, right. maybe a grand left to go right. and then I'm then I'm out of right. the donut hole. Right. Because once you're out of the donut hole, you get into what's called catastrophic coverage, which sounds horrible, but it's actually, you know, your, your costs go down substantially. So at that point, you will only pay 5% of the cost or $3.40 for a generic and then $8.50 for all other drugs. So once you, and what happens most of the time, it's, you know, if, if somebody's going into the catastrophic coverage, in most cases, it's somebody that's, you know, on chemo and things along those lines where they're, you know, they're, they're on a lot of very, very expensive drugs. Uh, most of, most people will never even get into the catastrophic coverage, you know, because what happens is they they fall into the donut hole, and usually that'll happen either midway through the year or three quarters of the way through the year, and then they, you know, then it starts over again in January. So, um, and again, this is all a moot point because it's all changing next year, and and to this point, the government hasn't exactly told us what's going to be changing, but they are getting rid of the donut hole, that much we know. So are they phasing that out? Or when you say getting rid of the donut hole as of next year, they're just changing the the gaps? Right, right. And so I think what's going to be happening is that the coverage is going to be, um, you know, honestly, they... It, it hasn't been divulged yet, so. But my understanding is that it's going to be they're, they're getting rid of that that area where it's going to be more of the cost sharing on the on the patient as opposed to the insurance company. Well, I hope if you've been listening to today's show, you see the value and the importance of connecting with somebody who is very knowledgeable in the Medicare arena. And again, if you want to reach out to Tom, he can be reached at two six two. Three five seven four nine nine eight, and definitely um, approach this conversation with your financial advisor, and they can um, bring him into uh, the next meeting here. With that, I want to thank you for your time. Again, uh, this is Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you're sitting back thinking you want to continue this conversation, please give us a call at two six two six nine one thirty two hundred. As always, we hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well. 